So hi guys, welcome to the MMA UK BJJ show. So my name's Stoomboy, as always. Um, so obviously, first thing I can say is obviously a happy new year to everybody. So I hope everybody had a, a fantastic Christmas and a great new year. Uh, I'd say it was a bit strange, obviously, with lockdown and stuff like that. So, uh, But hopefully everybody managed to make the most of it. Uh, spend as much time with their families, friends and things like that over the festive period. So, um, so takes us on our guest today. I mean, the guest today, we have Diane, Mum Diane, uh, two sons, Javon and Cody, the Leighton family. So um, I first met these guys, um, I believe, now they might correct me here, but I came down for a seminar. I think it was probably before that I'd met you, but um, I know I'd been down a couple of times for a seminar. Obviously, it came down for, um, I think it was uh, Marco Kanya. Um, we came down yeah. for a seminar with him, um, and I, I believe there was another seminar. So I, I've managed to spend, obviously, some time with these guys on the mat. Um, obviously, Mum Diane obviously does some jiu-jitsu as well, um, which obviously done jiu-jitsu because, obviously, the kids were doing it. So, um, And then, obviously, the kids, Javon and Cody. We're going to hear about the competition experience now. Competition experience, we've spoke to a lot of people about competition experience, but obviously being young kids, having the extensive competition experience that they have, and you're going to hear about some of their medals and uh, some of their experiences and stuff like that, um, is an absolute phenomenal experiences that they have. I mean, even if they were to stop doing jiu-jitsu now, um, just have, doing some of the stuff that they've done um, and telling people about it in the future, is, is just a wonderful thing. So, well, obviously, these guys are going to continue doing what they're doing, and hopefully, we're going to see a couple of latent world champions, uh, adult world champions in the future as well. So, uh, very excited about that. So, yeah, Diane, Javon, and Cody, welcome. How are you guys doing? Good. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Not bad yourself. Yeah, listen, I'm very well. I'm very well. Considering all things considering. So, um, so, yeah, we'll take us on to the first thing then, obviously, the, the lockdown. So, we'll start with you then, Diane. So, I mean, how's how's the lockdown been treating you guys down in Berwick? We've been through, I think we're on to the third one now, um, basically. The first one was great with the weather. We could get out in the garden. We, had, we borrowed mats from the gym. We could train. We did the Zoom classes. We could practice. Um, the second one, we things eased up. We got into the gym a little bit. Um, to do bits and pieces. The kids managed, well, Cody managed to get into a kids' class. They got that started running again, and then it just got shut down again. So we're back to drilling in the living room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely difficult. I mean, obviously, uh, we, we're the same. I mean, we got... Um, Shut down in March. We got reopened in, I believe, October. Uh, we got shut down again in December um, or November, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and then they let us train a, a week or so in December, and then that's us shut down again. So, so again, yeah, very, very similar. I mean, we've uh, this is the third time that we've been shut down, and there doesn't seem to be an end to it at the moment. No, yeah. yeah, it seems to be ongoing. Yeah. And then what about you, Javon? Because I know you're a, you're away to university now as well. So, I mean, obviously, you, we, we did talk before. Obviously, you have found a gym that you're training at. I mean, what, what's your training been like over the last kind of period of time as well then? Um, obviously, not as much as uh, I'd want. Obviously, as my mum was saying, we got to train in the garden when it was nice weather during that first lockdown. Uh, it was good just getting the mats out most days, keeping them moving, flowing them. Um, then when I moved down to university, I got a couple weeks of uh, training in when the gyms were open, just um, you know by yourself, getting taught in person. It was just with a dummy. Um, yeah. A couple of the other guys there sort of formed a little bubble. But um, training there was good. You know, it's a MMA gym down there, so a lot of nogi, a lot of scraps, which is um, which is uh, quite good. Yeah, yeah. And then. Once I found the gym, I got settled. We had that November lockdown. I couldn't train for a while, and I've came back up here, and we've been a, I've been able to drill solo with the gi, but just not the same. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, it's definitely tough. I mean, as I said, I know when, whenever I visited you guys, I mean, that was the one thing that you always wanted to do. You always wanted to be on the mat, rolling. And, um, obviously, Tiago, certainly down at TF team, had a very big kind of kids class. Um, and there was a lot of absolute killers, uh, kids on the mat. that They wanted to roll with everybody. Uh, I said, I remember, obviously, rolling with both of you guys, uh, obviously yourself, uh, Javon and Cody as well. And you absolutely loved being on the mat. So, obviously, any time away at the moment is definitely a horrible time then. Yeah, it is. It's, it's not nice being away from the mat. I'm just sort of looking forward to the time when go back to normal and get on the mats, training again, competitions opening back up. Uh, that's what I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, definitely. And then what about yourself, Cody? Um, I've been training with my mum a lot during lockdown and seeing about the good weather in the first lockdown, just getting outside and training mm-hmm. when it was nice and we managed to make a dummy out of hoodies and towels to train with. Yeah. These two, my mum and my brother were training with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So are you missing the, the kids' classes and things like that? Yeah, um, usually a lot of fun to just train with other kids. Yeah. And um, managed yeah. them a lot. Yeah. Definitely. Um, as I said, fingers crossed. I mean, it's not. Hopefully, it's not going to be too much longer. I mean, we're talking about the vaccine and stuff like that. Potentially going to have that rolled out for, I believe, April or May time in Scotland. Um, so, um, what, what do you guys fall under? Do you guys fall under obviously being Berwick? Are you? Do you fall under Scottish rules or English rules, or is it a bit of both? English rules, English rules. really. Yeah. Um, which is good at some points when Scotland was locked down more, but <laughs> bad at yeah. points when it got taken a bit too far and people were going a bit bit crazy with the newfound freedom and now, now we're back here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nah, that, so, I mean, the lockdown, I know that Scotland, I mean, potentially April, May time, I think England's potentially the same for the vaccine as well. So I know they're getting the kind of over 70s out of the way first, people with health conditions and so on, and then working their way down. So so if the vaccine comes, potentially, I mean, it could hit us by the maybe the summertime. Um, and then, yeah, we can get back to some kind of training. Competitions, I know, is a big thing for you guys because as you, certainly Cody and Javon, have done absolutely wonderful things in competitions. So, Cody, we'll start with you then. So, I mean, tell, tell us some of, the, some of the competition experiences you've had. And it's just really good to step on the mats, knowing that you've got your coach, your family, your opponent's coach and family watching you. It's just a really good experience to follow someone that you've never trained with, don't know them at all, to see how much you've trained and how good you are. <laughs> and do you get any? Do you get nervous at all when you're about to step on the mat? Yeah, it's very nerve-wracking. You'll have it's easy to get butterflies in your stomach. You just got to get into the moment. Yeah, yeah. But you love it. I mean, you love competing. I mean, as I said, any time uh, we, we see pictures of you all the time, obviously. But in fact, all three of you kind of post whenever, let's say, for instance, Cody, you're, you're at a competition, then obviously mum will put pictures of you. Um, Javon will put pictures of you. You all you all kind of support each other um, 100%. And then obviously you mentioned about obviously the team as well, having the team behind you. So is that important to have that support behind you? Yeah, um You've got everybody trying to help you while you're fighting. I can hear my brother's voice and my mum's voice. I can hear my coaches, my friends' voices, just trying to help me in my fights. Yeah, yeah. Nice one. And and what kind of competitions then for you? What's been your favourite competition that you've won? Um, It was probably the Europeans in 2016. Um, I'd done a lot of triangles, but the last kid just gave me a really hard time, kept on passing guard. So I had to go away from the triangles and put an egg in mirror. Yeah, nice, nice. So, so triangles, is that your, your favourite submission then? Yeah, I like to use triangles from a lot of positions, guard, mount, side control. Nice, nice. And then Javon, yourself then, so what about you then in regards to competition? I mean, what, uh, 
what's your feeling then when you step on the mat? Um, step on the mat, it's the adrenaline rush. That's uh, that's the reason I compete. Just craving that sort of rush, the shaking of the hands. There's all eyes, especially with um, the divisions that I was fighting for lockdown. The juvenile two open weights, basically the the biggest division that the uh, these kids competitions have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right on in the morning, so all eyes are on you on the mat. It's just you competing, so that the the respect that everybody's watching you. Yeah. After I like that that adrenaline of just shaking hands and just seeing who's the best. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I, I said I absolutely love it. I mean, I go whenever I go and compete. I'm always the smallest person uh, there, but do you know what I mean? I, I just, I just love it. I mean, I don't know about you. I don't, I don't get nervous because, I mean, I've done. You've done all the hard work in the gym, so this competition or this maybe one, two, three, four, five fights or whatever you're about to have. Um, this is the fun part. The training training is always the hardest part. I mean, especially competition, as you probably know. Uh, and the competition is the easy part. So this is where you get to go out and just enjoy yourself. So, I mean, is that something that you feel as well? Yeah. Um, I've had the times where I've been nervous stepping on the mats. But I'm, I'm past that stage. I just go on looking forward to it. If it's a bigger competition, you obviously get those one or two little butterflies if it's sort of you're yeah. competing kids world kids europeans they always get those little butterflies but if it's a bit of a smaller competition it's just nice to go in and test yourself against these other athletes that put themselves on the mat just to see who's the best really when are you now in the adult division are you still in juveniles at the moment um i moved up to adult division i turned 18 in july just passed but i was uh, i was competing in a couple adult the divisions when I was 16, 17. Yeah, um, that, yeah. yeah sort of yeah, BJJ 24-7s, those kind of ones. Uh, not putting myself up on the in the highest sort of the, the elite BJJ world. I wouldn't stick myself in the adult division there. That's uh, pretty suicidal. But um, yeah, BJJ 24-7, those sort of smaller, more local competitions. Um, I always put myself in the adults because I knew comfortably that I could do the kids division well the juvenile division even if i didn't win i would yeah, have a yeah. couple fights that were pretty easy to go through so yeah. even if i lose first fight adult division it's better than clearing through a juvenile division with no testing you know you yeah. need that to, to know where you are definitely definitely and then what about um weight division what weight division are you in javon um if I'm fighting big competition, I like to cut to uh, under 75 kg. But if it's a bit of a smaller competition, um, I don't like to weight cut that much. Uh, I really hate weight cuts. So then I'll compete. Oh, I really compete at under 80 kgs in the in the smaller competitions. But if it's a, if it's one of the big ones, always cut down and try and be the biggest guy in that division. Yeah, definitely. I mean, under 70, well, it'll be under what 76 is a massive division, a massive division. I mean, anything, I think, what, 70 kilos, 76, 82, seems to be in the adult division anyway, the yeah. bigger comps, the most stacked divisions. I mean, you go to the, the Europeans as an adult, you've maybe got 120 people in your division at under 76 kilo. Um, so it's, a, yeah, it's a big, big, big weight division, big weight division. So, um, and it's, I mean, seven, that, that 75, 76, is that something? Because obviously 18, you're still growing. Um, you'll still be growing. You'll still be getting bigger and things like that. So, I mean, is that the ideal weight for you or would you maybe look at the under 82 division? Um, I'd like to see because once I hit the point where I've stopped growing properly, then I'll decide and see how tall am I, what sort of, what strengths have I got going into competition? If I'm yeah. one of the shorter ones, I sort of want to be going in with more power. I want to be like try to be the biggest in my division. But if yeah. I so if I'm shorter in the under 82 division, I'll try and cut. I'd maybe do that for a, a not an easier competition, but um, you know a less demand and it's not. I've put so much money towards this. I've trained for months. If it's yeah, a bit so more of a relaxed competition, I'll go to the under 82s. Um, they relax, they just see, I'm at that age where I can float about the weight divisions to find out where I want to be. 
Yeah, definitely. So, so obviously, try your kind of try your arm at some of the maybe the local competitions. See how you get on, and then that kind of gives you a, a kind of gauge of where you're going to be going forward. Yeah. So, um, and then in regards to you, then competition experience. I mean, as I say, you yours especially. I mean, you because obviously you've been doing it a bit longer. Um, your competition experience is unbelievable. Um, so again, obviously, tell us some of the stuff that some of the highlights of your kind of jujitsu competition experience. Um, some highlights. Um, even though I didn't win these ones, um, I competed at the Pans in um, in California twice, got two silvers. I competed at Naga in uh, Germany and got uh, silvers in both Gi and No Gi. Um, losing to some really good guys, especially in Naga. I was a grey belt competing against green belts. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think the highlight's got to be uh, probably winning the Junior Worlds um, under the Elite BJJ events. That was good. Um, I think I did that one, won that one twice. Twice. I think my, my favorite one was, uh, oh, well, I won one by points, which I wasn't so happy with. But the yeah. other time I won the world, I got um, boot lots in all my divisions. So I was pretty yeah. happy with that result. Nice, nice. So world champions. I mean, I love world champions. I mean, that's what I said. I mean, if you if you were to stop competing now um, and never compete again, I mean, just to, just to know that, do you know what I mean you were you'd competed at the worlds and even won medals at worlds and obviously won medals at Pan Ams and things like that. I mean it's always it's always great to tell people that. Um, I know that my son when he um I think he was about sixteen and at one point he was the UK number one junior um in his yeah, division. I thought that one twenty nineteen. Yeah, so he was, uh, and to be that, to be, to turn around and say, and especially as a parent, Diane, you, you'll be with me on this, to say that, look, my kid's the, the the number one, especially when you go to schools and they talk about, oh, my kid is good at this, or my kid's good at spelling, you're like, well, listen, my kid can beat your kid up, no problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, my kid's currently number one in the, the whole of the UK. So, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, TJ, as I said, again, the UK champion, he kind of turned 18, so he got moved into the adult division very, very quickly. So, But again, he, he kind of picked up when he left off. I mean, I remember TJ's first adult competition, he had 12 fights. I think he'd won 11 of them, um, or he'd won 10 of them, um, and he lost two. The two that he lost, one was, uh, both of them are in the final. One was, I believe, the absolute final uh, of the no-gi, and one was the, the no-gi. But gi division, gi absolutely won both of them. So, um, so yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing what you're going to do, Javon, in the yeah, uh, adult competition. I mean, you, you, I believe, obviously, with Tiago, having Tiago as a, a coach and things like that, and obviously the, the setup that you guys have got down there as well, um, is unbelievable. Um, I mean, Tiago is one of the guys I love. Anytime I see Tiago and speaking to Tiago and stuff like that, obviously love love chatting with him, and he's very competition focused as well. Or he, he was. Um, I remember he used to post a lot of competition stuff, but now he's posting pictures of, or videos of him doing like football coaching and things like yeah. that. So yeah. not much jujitsu at the moment, but I'd say that'll come back, I'm pretty sure. So um and then Diane, obviously you've not uh, you've not done a competition yet, Diane. No, no, I'm just uh, usually the chauffeur for the for the kids and the <laughs> one that gets the, the nerves and um, yeah. so yeah it's uh, I haven't I haven't done anything yet. Yeah. I'll never yeah. see never. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's maybe one day, maybe one day, as I said, uh, as I say, you've got European champions and world champions for kids, so, so maybe one day we'll see uh, see yourself, as I said, uh, competition's great, I mean, I'd say that, it's enjoyable, I mean, the kids will obviously love it as well, it's, um, oh. and then, as I say, but it's, it's definitely an enjoyable thing, so I mean, if you definitely do it, Diane, as I said, we'll all be 100% behind you, so, Thank you. Um, and definitely looking forward to it, so, um, so then, yeah, so where did it start then? So who, who was the first one to get into jiu-jitsu? Um, it was Jevin. Yeah. First one to get into jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Um, I was the first to get into it. Uh, it a good, well, a funny story about it. My um, my best friend from school for years, his dad owned the um, sort of container area, like a trading estate where Tiago first set up uh, the TF gym. Mm -hmm. And my mate was like, you should come along, you should come along, you should try it. I think it's I don't know. Uh, I'd, I'd been to like karate and taekwondo and I'd, 
I hated it. I absolutely hated it. Never even tried it. Just sat at the side and didn't bother. Yeah. Um, but he dragged me along one day, and I thought, this is this is quite fun. You know, it's not like this sort of fakey, fakey martial art. This is like actual stuff. This is real, useful stuff in, in life. And then after about a year, year and a half, I started thinking about maybe I want to go more regularly instead of once, twice a week, start picking it up. I got invited to uh, one of the adults' classes, and um, from that session, I was I just got beaten by all the adults. I must have been about 13, 14. And I just thought, yeah, it's just quite fun. I think I'll keep doing this. Yeah. So what what was it? What was it you were into then? So uh, obviously, if it wasn't wasn't uh, kind of taekwondo or karate or jujitsu, so what what was your kind of hobbies at that time? Um, we both were a part of a swim club in um, Imelf, a town just across the border. Yeah. Um, did swimming for years, and I liked it, but I didn't like it that much. It was just a sport to do to try and keep healthy um it was something i didn't like football um wasn't big enough for rugby so i did swimming and then eventually when i found jiu-jitsu after about a year two years of that i packed in the swimming and just focused purely on jiu-jitsu yeah definitely swimming does that give you any benefits in regards to your jiu-jitsu um yeah because obviously swimming it's got a lot of muscular endurance going on with that so um, I'm sure I should, I should keep swimming more often, especially when I start getting back into competitions. Helps yeah. your lungs, um, your cardiovascular system. You keep going longer. You don't get gassed as quick. Muscles yeah. don't get tired. I think that uh, swimming's definitely beneficial for jiu-jitsu. More yeah. than running, yeah. I'd say. I hate running. Swimming's much easier. <laughs> Listen, I'll definitely take up uh, swimming then because as I've been an old person, uh, my muscles are always sore. So uh, I'll definitely get up some swimming in some way. So um, and then Cody, what about you then? So how did it how did it all begin for yourself? Um, um like Jevin said, he was the first to start. So I started watching him as he progressed. Then one day I just went into a session, my first ever session. Yeah, I was five years old yeah. and I just fell in love with the sport mm-hmm. and my current best friend was training it as well and so we both we both stuck together then he left the football so then I was just going around and picking up going and to try and fight with everyone to see how I could get better yeah. and yeah. then I'm now starting to do the adults a bit more. I really want to push myself to be the best that I could be. Yeah. I mean, I always remember when I when I came down because even though I'm a small guy, I'm still around about 100 kilos, and I always remember Cody. You wanted to to roll with me, like, come on, let's roll, let's roll, and um, absolute no fear whatsoever. Because uh, I think, what what do you weigh, Cody? What's what's your weight? I'm about 45 kilos for that. Yeah. So probably, oh, probably, yeah. So probably about 40, 45 kilos then. And here's me, more than double your weight. And yeah, you just you didn't care. You were like, yeah, let's go, come on, let's do it. So, um, so I always loved that. Um, always loved that about you. So, um, and then Diane, what about you then? So when did it begin for you? It began for me. We were on holiday, and the kids were wandering around, and they just so happened to find a gym with some mats in it, and they decided that they would start just sort of rolling around and then Jevin needed somebody to act so he could do cartwheel passes and things over. <laughs> Cody was a bit too small. So yeah. it was like, here mum, just lie down. Right, um, right. So I lay down and he him and then Cody were doing things and I thought, well maybe maybe I could do it. Yeah. Um and I came back and told you that was the October and I waited a couple of months, I plucked up the courage, it took me two months. Um not because of anybody at the gym or Tiago or anything like that, just my insecurity. And um, I spoke to Camilla and I said, look, I'd really like to just go onto the mat and try, but I don't want people to know that I'm going to do it because then that puts pressure on me. So I snuck in one night, grabbed the gi off her, went down onto the mat. And um, other than the odd injury, I've, I've not really stopped when, when I can train, I do train. 
Yeah, yeah. And that's been too well. It would have been if they hadn't had a lockdown. It'd have been two full years. Yeah, yeah. No, that's. I mean, it's good as in again. Obviously, I seen you when I came down as well, and uh, you all you always seem to enjoy it. Um, oh, not just as a not just as a parent, but being on the mats as well. So you always seem to enjoy yourself. Um, yeah. um and yeah, I mean, it's great. Obviously, you started because uh, you do you do see a lot of a lot of people when they come in with their kids and for kids classes and things like that. Um, all the parents are usually at the side, so. Um, so it's great that obviously being a parent that you've you've obviously managed to get onto the mat, not just for you, but obviously helping the kids out as well. When as and you mentioned about, yeah. yeah, certainly through the lockdown, I'm so grateful that I did start it yeah. because it did mean that I could help them both. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, so what about you, Javon? How long have you been training now? Then full in full. Um. Five, five, three, seven. So he'll coming up seven years. So you must be about eight. Seven and a half. Seven and a half, eight years, I think now. Nearly a decade. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's uh, longer than most people. <laughs> so, yeah, not longer than most people. So, and then you are um, blue belt now. Blue belt. Uh, are you any tabs on the blue belt, or is it just a straight blue belt at the moment? Yeah, I got uh, I've got one stripe on my blue belt. I've had it for a while. I got my blue belt just for a while and about the i turned 16 july and in the may i got my blue belt just before the british open and I, i've been on my blue belt for a couple of years now but competing i'm quite happy to stay as blue belt because now i've hit adult it's a complete completely different world um, than juvenile blue belt it's so much tougher the guys i compete against them then i got that Adult strength, which is the one big thing that I notice is different. They're old like, man oh, strength, old man strength. So <laughs> definitely, definitely. Now it's good. I mean, blue belt's good. I mean, blue belt gives you the chance, as you said, to to build up your experience to then take it into your purple, brown, and black belt, and so on. So it gives you that experience. It lets you, especially being so young, coming in at 18, um, obviously coming in at the lower end of the age group. I mean, you've got, what, if you stick around all the way to the Masters, you've got, what, 12, 13 years um, yeah. minimum um, to then ply your trade throughout the different belts. So, um, so Blue Belt's definitely a fantastic belt for that. I mean, Blue Belt, as you know, you could come in against new Blue Belt, somebody that's maybe only been doing it for a year or so, um, yeah. or you can come in against guys who have been a Blue Belt for five or six years or whatever. So it's different levels of experience in Blue Belt, as you know. So Oh, yeah, I've, I've had it before. I did a, did a competition and a first round. I got put up against the eventual winner, nearly yeah. tapped, and I was asking him. He tapped me in the end, uh, and I was asking him after, I was like, how long have you been training? He was going, oh, I've been a Blue Belt for about 10 years now. <laughs> I was just thinking, whoa. Yeah, uh, that happens, man. It happens. I mean, especially yeah. now. I mean, when you when you talk about to people just now and say, "Well, how long have I been a blue belt?" And did you? I mean, you you maybe been a blue belt for five years up to this point, but then you think about the last kind of nine months to a year, mm -hmm. we've had a lockdown, so yeah. you're including that in there as well. So yeah, but yeah, yeah. 10 years, I mean, you can have, as you know, you can have people that have been training forever uh, coming yeah. in. So, um, and then Cody, what about yourself then? What belt are you on at the moment? Um, I'm on a yellow and white belt with three grades. Right, right. Um, um, when you reach this belt, you have more challenges in competitions because not that many kids my age will get to it. Yeah. But yeah. kids that are more grown up, will probably more likely to get to it so you put with people like them <laughs> which will give you a, a lot more of a disadvantage but it's a good challenge yeah definitely and what's the what's the the kids belt so what's your next belt after uh, your um, belt at the moment it should be just a solid yellow belt Right, so um, so solid yellow belt. The kids' belts, as I said, it's been a while since my daughter used to do jujitsu, but she she stopped it very very quickly. She wanted to do dancing, so we let her do some dancing. But she's going to get back into it. Um, so what what's the belt system? How does the kids' belt system work? So you start with a white belt, then you'll go to green white, then just solid grey, then green black, and you'll continue up through yellow 
orange, then green, which is your final kids belt. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're still like 14, you're going to be on that for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. And then what about blue belt? I mean, I know that some some gyms will maybe promote like blue belt a 15 year old. Some will be 16, 17, 18. Um, so how does it work for you guys down uh, under Tiago? Or is it just whenever Tiago feels that you're ready, that's when you'll get it, regardless of age? Um, I got my blue belt a couple months before I turned 16. Because 16 sort of the general point where you start getting into the adult belt you start getting juvenile because you don't get the kids colored belts in juvenile competition it's just white or blue i got mine uh, a couple months early and i know a few other guys in the gym uh, around about my age got theirs a month two three months early some got it um as they turned 16 because uh, obviously with ibwgf rules once you get to a colored kids belt you can't then get put onto a white juvenile. You have to be graded to blue. Yeah. Um, so the the latest people get graded is on the birthday or a couple of days after. But it's been known for a couple of months earlier. If Santiago feels that we're ready, if you're ready competition-wise, like I got mine that couple of days, maybe a week before I competed at the British Open. Um, oh. Got beaten thoroughly, but... Yeah, it was a good, good. It was better than if I competed still at what I think I was at Orange Belt. If I still fought at that Orange Belt, I probably would have won quite easy. But getting yeah. that blue belt going in at 15 was a completely different experience, which is what you need, really. Oh, definitely, definitely. And then, Diane, I know that you, you're still a white belt at the moment, but you're yeah. working your way. You're going to get your blue belt eventually. Uh, it's going I will, to come I will hopefully, you. eventually, if I've got two strikes. So... We'll just have to hope that lockdown vanishes and I get a chance to, to do some more training. And yeah. if and when Thiago feels it's deserved, then hopefully I'll get it. But time will fail. Listen, it'll come, Diane. It'll definitely come. So, um, <laughs> And what's dinner like in the Leighton house then? Because obviously I, I, I remember talking to a family before and they always talked about saying that well, when we're at the dinner table, all we're talking about is jujitsu and um, like if it's a Sunday dinner, they'll maybe after dinner there'll be there'll be family members in the and doing different moves in the living room and stuff like that. I mean, what's a what's a typical dinner like in the Leighton household? It's not really jujitsu related. I mean, it probably comes up at some point in conversation, um, yeah. but it's usually uh, people sort of sitting. At, a lot of times we can't all eat together um, yeah. just because we're now jabbing away. Um, but Cody's maybe, like when the gym's open, if Cody's got a quiz class, mm-hmm. then he's maybe a retrain and Malcolm and I are maybe eating together. Cody yeah. sometimes yeah. eats it um, two nights a week, eats at his uh, Gaga's house. Um, so we sort of like come and go, it's a bit fluid, as they would say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then what about Dad then? So you not got not managed to get Dad on the mats at all? No, Dad is actually a PGA golf professional. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, so no, he he doesn't. Um, he he spectates. He drives. Um, yeah. When he could, he'll hopefully be able to do a wee bit more now. Um, but a lot of the times it was just me doing the driving. Leave work at half past four. Get in the car at five o'clock. Um, drive the kids down to Wolverhampton, Coventry, wherever we were going, put them to bed and start the weekend from the Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah. And then back late on the Sunday night and go back to work. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean a lot of people. You always, whenever you go to competitions, you always see like whether it be kids or adults or whoever doing the competition. But what people forget as well is the people in the background, um, whether it be the the mums or the dads or. Um, girlfriend boyfriend or whoever's came down with you so there's always somebody in the background obviously yeah. there cheering you on or as you said doing the driving and um booking hotels booking flights booking a, and all this stuff making sure you're eating properly and so yeah. there's always somebody in the background so um so yeah definitely hats off to you diane because that's a <laughs> that's a tough job in itself so, yeah, you've got sort of like two of them doing it as well, and you're trying to keep <laughs> keep track of what they're both doing and what both their weights are doing. And well, Jevin not so much now because he's, he's an adult, but yeah. beforehand yeah. you were trying to sort of watch weights and watching time scales for any changes and yeah, yeah. administration yeah. side. 
and watching as well, the big thing as well, I mean, anybody that's ever been to a competition, especially the bigger competition, I mean, you see it at the Euros, they, they would maybe tell you, the Europeans over in Portugal, they'll tell you, right, you're on at 12pm. So everybody gets over there ready to go on at 12pm and you're never on at 12pm. Um, <laughs> never at all. I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever been in an IBJJF comp I've never been on at the time they said that I was going to be on it. Um, it's always like an hour later. Unless you're fortunate to be one of the first people in the morning, then chances are your your division's going to go fine. But then after lunchtime and things like that, the time scales are a bit of a nightmare. So for you having to watch two different divisions and making yeah. sure that you've got both divisions, the times and so on, it can be a difficult thing as well. It can. When you're down at um, Wolverhampton at the, the elite BGG um, competition, they've got the bullpen, so you, you, you're listening for their divisions being called. You're watching which bullpen is to go into. Yeah. You're then listening for their names as well, because if they're in the zone and trying to get themselves sorted, they could miss it easily. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, a lot of running around. It's usually quite a tiring weekend, but very, very worthwhile. Definitely, definitely. And then what uh, visions then? So what, what, what's your visions for the future? I mean, we'll start with you, Cody, then. So um, where do you well, see yourself? I'm really hoping to maybe join the MMA or UFC and to continue my fighting progress. Right. I'm also doing Muay Thai, mm -hmm. which is boxing, kickboxing, and to boost my martial arts. Mm -hmm. So uh hope that one day I will manage to achieve my goal. So that's you. So you want you want to get yourself into MMA then? MMA or UFC. Yeah, yeah. And then what about yourself, NJ everyone? So what, what's your kind of visions? Where do you see yourself? Um, I'm hoping in five to ten years' time I'll be competing in top IBG, uh, IBWGF competitions. Um, uh, my brother wants to focus more on MMA. I'm more focused on just the jiu-jitsu side of things. Although saying that, now I train out of um, DNA MMA down in York. Um, being an MMA gym, it might spark my interest at some point. Um, but at this point, jiu-jitsu is the goal. Um, I want to get my name on the list of well, world champions, IBWJF, start to get onto some um, paid fights. Um, <laughs> You know, being at university, once I finish that, or even while I'm there, I can always make some money doing some paid fights. I've done a couple. I've done a super fight before, got some money from that, which yeah. was nice. Bit of pocket money back at what 15. Um, but the goal is start to get those big competitions, uh, Abu Dhabi, um, any invitationals, you know, your EBIs, that sort of stuff. Eventually, yeah. try out the ADCC. I think in the end. Yeah, and that's the thing about the UK, especially. I mean, UK, some of the kids that are coming through, and I mean, I remember obviously when, when obviously meeting you guys and meeting obviously a, a few other kids. You had like said people like Rihanna Parker, you had Summer, um, you had uh, Jacob, and so on. All yeah. these kids were phenomenal kids. I mean, and they all came through. You all seem to come through around about the same time, um, and so the, the talent in the UK. I mean, you could you could mention there's there's loads of other kids. Obviously, uh, if I was to sit here and mention all the the kind of world champions, European champions, British champion kids, I'd probably be I'd need to do a whole new another show. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you guys all came through at the same time. A lot of you guys trained together as well. Um, yeah. So. So obviously, do you do you still manage to get speaking to some of the kids, some of the the kids that you you did train with? And um, yeah. So um, obviously Thiago was under Marco Kenya before he decided to split make his own TF team. So I'm still very good friends with um, like Rodrigo, Brian, those yeah. kind of guys down there, real top, top class guys. Um, my goal each year is to try and get down to their gym a couple of times, spend a weekend there. Um, Marco Kenya let me sleep on the mat the, another year, which was... Um, really kind of them, didn't have to pay for a hotel, just sleep on the mats, let me stay at the gym, train there for free, uh, which was really nice. Got a lot of good guys, um, Jay Sharp from like Fighters Hive, 
Archie yeah, Edwards, Edwards, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you've got um, Tyrese Conliffe. He's a great, great guy to compete and train with. As you said, Jacob, there's, there's so many of these great, great guys that are coming through at the same time as me. Great competition, always friendly on and off the mats. Um, Niall Greenfield, Keegan Highway, all great guys. Talk like friends off the mats, compete as hard as they can and learn off each other. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, I'd say. So, and a lot of these kids, um, saying that, some of them are not kids anymore. Um, but um, a lot of these guys, when they came through, I mean, I'd say the the years of experience, as you said, eight, seven, eight, nine years of experience, um, and then going to be taking that into the adult division, where, as you as we mentioned, it could be somebody that has maybe only been training a year or two. Um, uh, so. Yeah, the future's bright for the UK BJJ scene. I mean, we're definitely going to see from 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 your generation um, and obviously Cody's generation. We're going to see world champions. We're going to see um, European champions and so on. So I'm I'm very excited um, to see what the future holds. And definitely for you two as well. I mean, as I said, I know that obviously the hard work that you guys have put in um, over the years, certainly at junior levels, at obviously the kids' divisions and things like that, to take that into the adult division, um, yeah. I mean, I'm very excited. As I said, I'm hoping one of you, if not both of you, become a world champion, definitely an adult world champion. So it's going to be good to see. And then, Diane, hopefully we'll get you on the mat as well. Hopefully get, we'll, we'll get you some, some competition gold as well. Never say never, as I say. Um, I'm sort of getting to think about it a wee bit more, but uh, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. Uh, yeah. Keeping it fit, it's helping them. Um, I'm not much of a challenge for them, but at least I've got a body to admit yeah. frequently. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it helps me as well, trial or not them. Yeah, definitely. Then um, I know that they they were talking about doing something new this year so they, they said about questions so there's like five separate questions now i'm going to look and see if i can find these um it's just like random questions about jujitsu um so let's have a look um and see i know there was like things like um do you know what they, they sent them there we go so thinking about the gym okay so Obviously, the TF team. So, who is the worst dresser in the TF team? I've, I don't know about that, Cody. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen some of your outfits. Um, our worst dresser. I, I don't know. I'd say maybe you and I'd give you oh, one. I'd give I'd give for you and uh, maybe worst dress. Maybe Callum as well. One of the two. One of the two of them. Callum. Yeah. So I think you you don't agree with that then, Cody, though. No, that both of them are really nice guys. They have good geese um, from two of the top ski brands, Tammy and Valor. Yeah. And you were pointing at Javon as well. You were saying it was Javon with uh, the worst dresser. I think I got some great outfits. Colourful. Colourful. And then, who's the biggest joker in the gym? I don't know about that. Mm, uh, yeah. Mm. Um, Go on. Well, I'm thinking that is actually probably. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm, right. I'll, I'll give him a Cody. 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 And then, who is the hardest in the gym? Uh, it's Cody. Cody. I'm probably. Um, Rolandis, maybe. Yeah. He's, um, he's yeah. a tough guy. Uh, Rolandis is a, a big bully. He's a big bully. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, he's a big guy, yeah. judo black belt, jiu-jitsu brown belt, um, real strong, um, probably Kev McCulloch as well, uh, the opposite end of the, the, still a brown belt, but whereas Rolandis is sort of big and then really sort of strong, heavy, uses his body weight really well, Kev's a real sort of skinny-like guy, wraps you up in all sorts of guards, uh, obviously Tiago as well, but if, uh, if we're not counting, Tiago, it's got to be those two. Yeah, definitely. And then, who's the most vain in the gym? Vain. Vain means... Um, oh, I 
tough one. Tough one. I, don't, I don't know, maybe you and Seymour always fixing his hair. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to have to go with you and again here because you, you'll always see him fixing the hair after each round. He'll take, a, he'll take a little gap and he'll be looking at himself on his phone just trying to fix it. Nice. Whenever like, the pictures are getting taken, he's always looking in the mirror, getting the hair right. <laughs> so you and definitely you and then who's the best dancer? So obviously, have you ever been out then? So who's the best and who's the worst dancer at the TFD? Pedro, because you were in Pedro. Um, I probably give myself worst dancer. Um, <laughs> I think that's a fair title. I don't know. I'm, I'm best. Am I give um, Jaden Zuba? He's pretty good dancer. Jaden Zuba. Nah, yeah. Jaden Zuba. Nice, nice. And then, so that that's pretty much the questions. As they, they wanted me to add these questions in, so just some fun questions, just to to see um, who's the who's the best and who's the worst in the gym at different <laughs> things. Not jujitsu, so we're not going to count jujitsu. So. Um, and then, so the kind of last thing for you guys, so so Cody, we'll start with you then. So anybody you want to thank for obviously the journey that you've been on again, for being so young, I mean, you've had a, an extensive journey. So anybody you want to thank for um, everything uh, you've got to so far? There's been a lot of people that have helped me through. Um, I've had Tiago who's trained me. I've had Jevon who's shown me positions. I've had all these big adults that have pushed me to my limits. I've had quite a lot of kids who have just put all, tried to beat me and tried to give me a good challenge. I've also had Camilla, who's been keeping me up on my fitness. Nice, nice. And then what about yourself, Javon? Um, obviously, I have to thank Tiago, uh, Coach. Got to thank the uh, like the Rolandus, Kev, the these top belt guys in our gym. Push. Push me every day. Don't don't go 100, 110% on me. I never get a second reason. Um, got to thank my training partners, uh, Ewan and Callum. Um, completely different, but Ewan, big guy like Rolandis and Callum, skinny like uh, Kev. Great to get both ends of the spectrum on training. Uh, never know who I'm going to go in and compete against. I've yeah. got to thank um, Kanya for letting me into his gym and helping me out. He's coached me. Sometimes when Tiago's been coaching someone else at competitions, I've got to thank my mum for traveling us <laughs> up and down the country uh, so many times. Yeah, so that is so. So, Jeva, you thank mum. Cody, you didn't thank mum, so. Yeah, <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> and then, Diane, for you then, so anybody you want to thank, as I said again, I mean, you've been a spectator on the kids' journey for so long, and then obviously you're now starting your own journey as well. So, yeah, anybody anybody you want to thank. I think, as, as they were saying, you know, Tiago is, um, he's, he's been very patient with them. Somebody that sometimes can't even remember what our left and rights are, and as to how you're supposed to get in that position, goodness <laughs> alone knows, but he's, he's really patient. Yeah. Um, and the kids as well, I and mean, they both teach you in different ways. Um, Cody is, is, will stop you and, and take you back. Jevin just lets you dig yourself your own hole. And yeah. once you're in the hole, he'll then go, ha, I forgot you. Um, <laughs> you, you, learn, you learn in different ways with the two of them. But yeah. again, the, the, you know, the, the higher belts in the gym, they're, they're all teaching you the whole time. Um, and like all the teammates, they're all, they're all great. They all have their... Um, benefits that, or their, their pointers that they can help you with and Camilla's great with the fitness and especially like during the lockdown Camilla and Tiago with our Zoom classes it's yeah. made hopefully when we get back into training a lot easier because we will be a lot thicker yeah. Um, so yeah it's just all of them and well welcome for being very patient because <laughs> I'm usually out I can be out the house four nights a week these days and the competition yeah. start running as well that's the weekend as well so he's uh, he needs a big bank as well yeah definitely definitely and uh, so yeah i mean as i said i, I always love coming down and seeing you guys as i said tiago's got a, a really good setup down there um obviously the tf team so in regards to anybody that that's looking to visit or how did he get in contact with uh, you guys at, at the tf team um you can either sort of message Tiago or Camilla on Facebook. They're um, on the TF page. There's phone numbers to text. 
or even you can message one of us um, if you're not if say you are nervous about messaging Tiago or Camilla or if for some reason you haven't got a, a reply just go through one of us or one of the other members of the gym that you know of um, that's probably the best way to get through we can then say to Tiago or Camilla hey does this person want to join <laughs> definitely definitely yeah. so obviously you can get in contact with um, Cody Javon and Diane, obviously through Facebook. Um, obviously, if you know the, if you know them, you can certainly get in contact with them. The TF team um, is on both Facebook and Instagram. So I know that Tiago does a lot of videos and does a lot of stuff on Instagram. Um, obviously, he's got the, the the Facebook page as well. So you can certainly get in contact with them. Obviously, a few other people I'd say to mention um, that obviously the guys mentioned there, Rolandis. I mean, you can potentially if you want to talk to Rolandis. I mean, nobody wants to. Talk Talk to Rolandis, so <laughs> they can they can talk to him if they want to. But uh, but yeah, Rolandis. Uh, you obviously mentioned Kev. You mentioned Ewan and things like that. So there's a lot of people down there that you can mention if you're going to be visiting. Obviously, once the lockdown's over, um, there's no point in sending messages at the moment and asking if they could come and train because the answers. Definitely no. Um, obviously, training comes for the members first, and then obviously visitors and stuff like that after it. So, um, so yeah, listen, it's been an absolute honour to speak to you three. Um, I'd say I know that uh, once all this kind of stuff's over, I definitely plan on getting down and seeing you guys again. You guys put on great seminars. I mean, I'd say the couple of seminars I've been down to, I'd say the, the seminars were brilliant. You had Valmir Neto was down. You had uh, Marco Kanya was down. I'm trying to remember the other one. I, I came to another one. Um, do you know what? It'll come to me after I, after I come off this. About um, we had Rico, didn't we? We had Rico. Rico Vieira. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We had Leon. Yeah, Amancio. Yeah. Um, I've loaded top names like well, been around. Yeah. So, so definitely, it's, it's yeah. definitely great coming down. I mean, it's a great gym as well. I mean, as the way the the way the setup is, it's an absolutely fantastic gym. Very decent mat size as well. I mean, compared to to some gyms, the mat size is very very good. Um, I remember coming down and. Uh, I think the first time I came down and was rolling with Rolandis and I remember saying, because uh, I'm one of these guys where I'm like, I'll stand up with anybody. So hmm. I'm like, come on, let's stand up. And he's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, yeah, come on. And I had no idea about Rolandis' black belt and judo. I just thought, never taking me down. And then he kind of came in and I'd went to try and take him down and he just switched his hips and hip tossed me right over. And that was me. And I was thinking, Man, this is brilliant. <laughs> so, so yeah, one of my teammates, Thomas, had watched the role between me and Rolandis, and he saw the hip throw, and Rolandis tried to do the same thing to him, but Thomas managed to grab his gi at the collar and then jump on his back and took his back. Do you know what I mean? So, and he said, it would never have happened had I not seen him try to do the, uh, doing the same thing to you. So, so yeah, listen, it's always, I'd say it's always fantastic to come down and see you guys. So, yeah, fingers crossed we can all get back together on the mats very soon. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, guys, it's been an absolute honour. Um, uh, yeah, listen, take care and we'll speak to you soon. Lovely. Thank, Thank you. you very much for your time. Thank, Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks.